We want to welcome everybody stepping into this live event, special Juneteenth celebration, Black Excellence, 13th floor. We are here, and we're glad you tuned in. We're going to let everybody start to get in the room. Once again, I am the world's greatest DJ, Barry B. Fresh. We look forward to the show today. We got Bridget Neville checking in from Miami. Good morning, good morning. Good afternoon now. I'm saying good morning still. <laughs> We got our guy Jay Fingers checking in. Welcome everybody to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Remember them views, baby. We are super excited today, man. We got our Juneteenth celebration, our live podcast. I am my ancestor's wildest dream. And man, I can't tell you how excited I am to get into some of the contact content that we have for today um make sure if you're listening with us man you go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the podcast um catch us each and every week on itunes google play and soundcloud we post the videos as well on youtube and vimeo um so that way you stay, stay connected with us and then catch us on we on facebook now we on youtube now but ig as well at 13th floor please um we got an amazing amazing lineup for everybody today man we're going to be celebrating Juneteenth and the musical influence in the African-American community with yes, uh, Nicole Henry, a world-renowned jazz vocalist, and our guy, DJ Barry B. Fresh. Yes, the serial entrepreneur and mixer of motivation. He's going to be checking in on that piece. Um, and then we're going to segue into a focus on black health. Uh, Coach K is going to be leading that segment. We're going to have Dr. Camille Cohen, an optometrist on, Dr. Vivian B., a breast surgical oncologist, and also Dr. Terry Ann Bennett and Dr. Joseph Dewberry, both OBGYNs and professionals and excelling in their fields. And then to wrap us up, we're gonna have our guy, uh, Art, Art Faison gonna come in and he's gonna focus on wealth and the black dollar with Asghar Ali, who's the VP at Deutsche Bank and Chanel Deal, regional head for internal auditing and corporate govern governance at Toyota America. So. We celebrating all day today, man. Celebrate yourselves for being here. Celebrate yourselves for joining in on this Juneteenth celebration. We know how much it is needed. And um, I'm just happy, happy to share this moment with everybody out there uh, that's joined in. So without any further ado, let me give proper introductions. Uh, first and foremost, our guy in the background, he's going to be spinning and mixing and doing his thing. DJ Barry B. Fesh, say what's up to the people, man. What's happening, everybody? Definitely appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we hope that we get a lot of you guys who are viewing today for the first time to go ahead and check out uh, some of our files. We we got over 154 episodes of nothing but, you know, powerful information and, and good conversation. Tune in. Check me out. Everything at Barry B. Fresh. There it is. There it is. And the man, the man who put this whole thing together, it started as a dream and we made it a reality. DJ, man, check in with the people, man. Man, it's just like I'm... I'm ha I'm happy, man. You guys know me. I don't show a lot of emotion whenever I do stuff, but this you guys have worked hard to help. I shot this out there a little while ago. Um, everybody's been working hard in the background. I want to personally thank everybody from the bottom of my heart to make this happen. Um, it's been in work for a while. I've been in thoughts for a while, but it was the perfect time, the perfect opportunities, all the stars aligned to make this happen today on celebration of Juneteenth, 2020, with all the things we got on in the world. Everybody knows we're Canes for life. We love our alma mater. But in, in thinking about celebrating Juneteenth and all the excellent folks that we've come across in our years at the U, um, it's just it was only proper 
to to pay homage to everybody and the things that they're doing right now. So I'm excited. You know, I'm trying to make sure that we we stay on time. I'm gonna be working in the background. You know, that's what I do. That's what I love to do. But I I, I couldn't. I would be remiss if I I didn't at least say thank you to everybody that's on there right now. We got a bunch of people watching on Facebook Live, on YouTube Live. Um, we got guests coming on later on today. I'm just so excited and thankful for everybody who volunteered and nobody um, pushed back. Nobody, everybody was accepting on the first call to say, sure, I'll do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. So from the bottom of my heart to all our participants today, if I haven't, thank you personally from BJ to you. Thank you very much. Let's get ready to roll because I'm excited, man. There it is, man. Without let's any get it. Further, further ado, I think you're going to uh, pop it off, BJ, with the history of Juneteenth. And then we got a special guest coming on after that. Yes, sir. Because part of the thing we want to do again, for those like Ian already said, um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, 154 episodes are already down um, in the books. Um, over three years now, we've been running the podcast. And again, it's the 13th floor. Um, but again, when we think about the, the meaning of today and what we we do today is the. This is special, right? And again, to set the set the pace for we, we hear the story about um juneteenth in 1865 and in in galveston texas but i put together some notes to make sure that part of the thing we want to do is celebrate but also educate as we move forward you know what i mean i gotta throw some education pieces in there too so what i want to talk real quick before we get into the major meat of the program is really the history of juneteenth a little bit of background a little bit of information of how it's transpired over the years and how we got to where we are today so thinking about that a little bit before that that actual date of June 19th, 1865, we got to back up to the Emancipation Proclamation uh, signed January 1st, 1863. But if you really do the history and do the research, um, you know that that Emancipation Proclamation really didn't free the vast majority of slaves out there. Right. Um, and also one of the things I actually learned this year is the fact that it didn't even apply to the border states. I knew it was a couple states, but any border state, it did not apply to. So again, when you think about that, um, and even on record, we have the president who signed that, that, that document on record saying that if there could have been another way to go about um, bringing the union together without saying free the slaves, he would have taken that route, right? So that just sets the climate of what was going on in that time. Um, but when you when you think about it, move up to the 13th Amendment, um, January 31st, 1865. So Congress passed the 13th Amendment, officially abolishing slavery. Um, so we're in the first part of 1865 now, two years later. Um, but it's still, there were parts of the U.S. that had not heard about what's going on. It's not like technology overload that we have today. Uh, words did not, messages didn't get spread out. And those people who did get the message were suppressing the message. So in Galveston, Texas, on June 19th, 1865, two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, um, there were slave owners who still refused, they knew about it, refused to acknowledge that proclamation. Um, but what we saw happen there in Texas on that day started a tradition that spread across the USA and then to the world. At that time, General Granger arrived in Texas um, mid-June, but on June 19th, he actually stepped out on a balcony of the former Confederate headquarters and read General Order Number Three, which announced that they had been freed two and a half years ago. As you could imagine, imagine yourself as a, as a black in Texas, learning for two and a half years the rest of the country, quote unquote, has been freed. Right. So at that point in time, there was mixed feelings. Some people just stood there in total disbelief. Um, some people shouted and praised the Lord, 
and some people sang and danced right then and there to celebrate and just show their excitement. But when we, we at that point in time, so Texans had to acknowledge their freedom. Um, so one year later, the first celebration was actually done. It was Emancipation Day by the Afro-Texans at that time, um, other, otherwise known as Jubilee Day. And at that time, that was 1866. Um, at that point in time, freedom colonies spread over the, throughout Texas. So we're still in the state of Texas at this point in time. And in the 1890s, uh, we transformed from Jubilee Day to Juneteenth. Of course, we obviously take June 19th, take the 19th out, squish it together, right? Moving to the early, moving to the early 1900s, um, when we th think about that, the Juneteenth spread throughout Southeast Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, and a lot of those times the celebrations were mixed with political action. So political leaders would take the platform to announce things that were going on, voter registration, all these things were going on in the early days, in the early 1900s as well. Move up into the 19-teens to the 1930s, that World War I era to the, right, the Great Depression. Um, the, we find out historically that the celebrations of Black, um, of Juneteenth were actually infrequent, all right? Part of that was because it was also considered unpatriotic. It was pushed to the Black Americans that it was unpatriotic to celebrate this Emancipation Day uh, when we were fighting a world war and being part of that. So um, it died down for those years. We got it. So after World War, before World War II in 1936, um, that we go back to Texas. Um, and on that time, it was Antonio Maceo Smith in Dallas. Um, he was over the Dallas Negro Chamber of Commerce. Um, the state fair was going on in Dallas. Um, and on Juneteenth, they dedicated what was called the Hall of Negro Life. And at that point in time, it was a big event because over 46,000 blacks traveled to and came from all around to see this this monument um to black history and this was the start of the of the, of the rebirth right there um civil rights movements right so we celebrate more move to the civil rights movements more conscious about present day movements and conscious about the ancestors historical struggles well 1968 we get to the poor people's march and at that point in time um uh, it was actually held on juneteenth and it was a full-out celebration that Poor People's March that, that was held that day, you had people from all over the country, and that really was a catalyst for it, taking people taking it back to their um, own hometowns and cities and starting, either starting, initiating, or continuing or, or rebirthing the celebration of Juneteenth. In the 1970s, you know, you got the Black Pride, Black Heritage, so it became more prominent. It wasn't until the 1980s, though, till we get where states were actually hosting um, events, so official events hosted by each state. Um, one year prior to that, 1979, you have Al Edwards in Houston introduce House Bill 1016 um, to make Juneteenth a state national holiday. Um, and that was the first ever um, state holiday to be approved. And that was 1979. So when we think about all this is going on over the years, it's grown to mean different things. Um, since 1979 through the 80s, 90s, and 2000s now, we've become more aware of what's going on. We've become more in tune to what's going on. And when we see all these things, it's only right to celebrate that point in time. So it's not just about the, the day that those last um, Afro-Texans found out about their emancipation. It's about bringing that into the forefront and making sure we celebrate it day in, day out. And with the climate of the world we're in today, it's only fitting that we do that right here today on the 13th floor. Amazing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I hope that that kind of painted a picture for 
everything and why we're doing what we're doing it and what we're here for. Right, man. I mean, we're living in a time where we, we have such a heightened sense of awareness. So it only makes sense that we bring attention to this day and, and make it all of the celebration it should be. I mean, look at the, the responses that we're getting from corporate entities uh, just on, on a yeah. large scale, even even globally, you know, with all of the protests and marches that we're in. So, you know, we have a duty, you know, as African-American people, indigenous black people, however you label it, black people in general, we have a duty uh, as humans to celebrate this day and what it means to our culture and what it should mean to America. So um, without any uh, further delay, we want to keep this thing rolling before BJ try to kick me off here. So not sticking to the schedule. No. Uh, we got a very, very special song uh, coming to one of, coming to you live from one of our, our first guests, Mr. Cole Henry. From Mr. Cole Henry, welcome. Nice to be with you all. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Go ahead. Um, we're going to let you have the stage for a few minutes. And do all thing. right. Thank you so much. And I'm actually streaming live on my Facebook page, too. So it's great to be with you all for this podcast. And uh, here is Lift Every Voice and Sing, which was first um, sung in the United States celebrating Lincoln's birthday in 1900, but in 1919, it became the Negro National Anthem per the NAACP. So here is James Weldon Johnson's song, our song, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us facing the rising sun of our new day begun let us march on till victory is won god of our weary years and god of our, our silent tears thou who has brought us thus far he's brought us thus far along the way and thou who hast by thy mind let us into the light keep us forever in your path we pray Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee. 
lest our hearts drunk with the wine of this world we forget thee shadowed beneath thy hand may we forever stand true to our god and true to our native land thank you let me say that was beautiful simply beautiful amen, amen. truly yeah. amazing that's how you start the show nicole thank you so much for that that was truly amazing thank you so thank we you. had we had to make sure they heard you before we gave the information they need to understand the talent that they're listening to right now oh. so i'm gonna shut up i'm gonna let brett talk <laughs> there you go ladies and gentlemen so introducing formally nicole henry one of the world's most acclaimed jazz vocalists her passionate soulful voice which you have just heard how beautiful it is and her heartfelt charisma has earned earned her a soul train award three top 10 u.s billboard and hmv japan jazz albums uh, nicole has been heralded by major publications such as the new york times and essence magazine and has captivated audience in over 20 countries so nicole welcome thank you for joining us here on the 13th floor i really appreciate y'all reaching out to me and inviting me thank you thank you and congratulations on 150 plus episodes oh yeah yeah it was a journey but we here yeah we got, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got 150 more plus to go so there you go we're doing that good work That's so right. Um, Nicole, yeah, we brought you on the show and then we got DJ Baby B Fresh as well. Um, one of the things that we wanted to highlight in this particular segment is the impact that music has had on our culture as African-Americans. As we know, that's just a huge part of us and how we express ourselves from our roots to today. Um, so I want to start with your experience or your thoughts on music as an influencer. Well, um, I must say that I feel like I've, I've known about and I just appreciate having parents uh, who educated my sister and I from the beginning about black history and uh, and of course took us to church. Our, our grandparents taught Sunday school. So whenever we went to visit them in Columbus, Ohio and in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, we learned about the books of the Bible and we heard gospel music. Um, my grandfather on my mom's side was a, a preacher. Um, uh, so I, I always knew gospel music as, and, and faith as well as the history of America and, and black, the black history of America. So gospel music to me and the knowledge of, of history was very integral in, in growing up. You know, I listened to James Cleveland, Reverend James Cleveland, of course, Aretha Franklin's Amazing Grace album. And, mm -hmm. um, and so I was very aware of hope and faith. And I, and I didn't understand exactly why there was so much struggle in some of the music that I would hear, like whether it be, um, we come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. Do you remember that one? Trusting, yep. trusting in his holy word. He's never failed me yet. Oh, can't turn around. We've come this far by faith. And I was always able to relate that to the black 
faith and struggle that we that we continue to go through. Um, so that was it was always very prevalent. You know, it, it was right on on my sleeve. You know, growing up, being aware of that. Um, and I think because my mom was a professional when we were children, she knew what it was like to be a black educated woman with a master's um, to be to try to be silented and try to be pushed down. And my mom wasn't having it. And so we just grew up that knowing that, that we, weren't, we weren't having it. Um, but when it, yes, but when it comes to music, I, I guess I was always very sensitive to, to understanding the struggle of, of the black plate, you know? Yeah. And then as, as far as other songs that I can think about, like, um, I never, oh, my aunt, Deborah, who's an amazing singer, she's the, she sings with uh, the Iceman, Jerry Butler, and, and Patti LaBelle's background vocalist. She, I heard her sing one time we went to a revival in Memphis, Tennessee, and she sang the song, Soon I Will Be Done With the Troubles of the World. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, first of all, she tears it up. And, and it's, but, um, but I think that's a song that I don't, I, you know, you mentioned the Poor People's Campaign, and I think perhaps if poor people who aren't black might think about it in America, they too understand the plight of, of suffering, of, of discrimination, of being, of being disenfranchised. But of course, nothing like black people know it in America. But um, that soon I will be done with the troubles of the world. I, I, I had a hard time as a child trying to understand why the troubles of the world were that bad or you know, even trouble, trouble in mind. That song. It, it's like to me, I was always able to be optimistic, and I think that has to do with just being a child. And then, of course, being a child in the '70s and the '80s, we just had different things that our parents did not have. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't understand. I, I couldn't. I, I understood the struggle and I understood the trouble, but I, I fortunately, um, because of the time that I was born, had a lot more optimism and hope, perhaps. Um, because it, it was it was within reach for for you know for us you know education and, and getting out of it and being seen trying to figure out a way to be seen as an equal now that's a woman speaking obviously i didn't i wasn't raised as a black man and i, I i'm always i can't imagine <laughs> this that's just a whole other struggle so yeah i made sure brit oh okay so when we, we think about what's going on, um, I know you prepared a couple other songs for us. Um, and I want to make sure, again, to get, let the people understand who they're listening to and, and the talent that we have here on. Again, we're so thankful that your schedule was clear and you agreed to do this. But we want to make sure that we give the people what they want. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, so in saying that, um, again, we're going to turn the floor over to you now. So we'll do uh, another song right now. Is it OK? Sure. Then we'll, we'll come back and talk a little bit more. Uh, sure. Let's do okay. Well, I'll do, um, I'll just, I, I, I wish I could do it better justice. I'm going to do one piece of a song. Um, actually, no, you know what I'll do? I'll do His Eyes on the Sparrow. You, um, you, you're about to get me right there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this song, I've, I've sung it at uh, two of my grandparents' funerals uh, and many other funerals. And, um, but it, I always believe that when black people hear this song, it they take it a little different than white people because we're as a as a, yeah. I'll just go ahead and sing the song. Here we go. Why should I feel 
and discouraged. And why should the shadows come? And why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home when Jesus is my portion my constant friend is he if his eyes on the sparrow then I know he watches me if his eyes on the sparrow, yes, I know he watches me. So let not your heart be troubled. His tender words I hear and resting on his goodness. Oh, I, I lose my doubts and all of my fears. Though by the path God leadeth, but one step by, only one step by, I need to see if his eyes on each sparrow, then I know. He watches me. So I sing because I'm happy. And yes, I'll sing because I'm free. Oh, God's eyes on the little sparrow. So I know he watches over me. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you. It takes me back to the early church days. Right. <laughs> Indeed. That, that that's one of the songs that you, you sit there and think about it and and you just this the meaning of it when you really truly grasp the meaning of what the song is saying yes. if it doesn't if it doesn't touch you in some way and just start reflecting it's like okay we need we need an internal gut check that's my personal opinion i'm sorry <laughs> no it's so true because we just have to remember that the troubles of this world are just of this world, of this world, of, of human world. But the fact that God has created or whomever you believe has created this, that thing that wasn't a mistake, a sparrow. I mean, have you looked at a sparrow? Yep. First of all, every sparrow looks different. And it's incredible to think how many sparrows are in this world, right? Kind of like people, but smaller and tinier and less functional. and. If God knows, if he's watching that one sparrow and how many species of birds are there, 
And how many humans are there? And how many trees are there that God has sprouted out of this earth? So the sparrow to go land on and build a nest and have to, I mean, it's the, the majesty of this world that we are blessed with is, I can't even put words to how amazing <laughs> it is. And, and that, and that is what that song, it, it keeps me faithful. And, and when I look at nature, it keeps me faithful because of that exact reason. Because if God can make this plant on my balcony look like the most beautiful leaf and there's a million leaves next to it and out here, then it's like, okay, something's in control. It's just humans have the problem. Isn't <laughs> so, that the truth? Yes. Yeah. We, we, we're trying to mess things up, but we can't. That's, that's a whole, that's a whole nother conversation that we could have in there. Yeah. Um, when we, we think about it though, but again, that song resonates to a lot of people I know. Um, again, when you think about times of trouble, times of struggle, but just in times of, of praise and worship, that's, that's just, that's what it is. That song is good all around. So mm -hmm. as we, as we talk about again, I want to make sure we move into, um, a little bit about again, the music and its impact. Um, I know I was talking with Ian Barry Be Fresh, um, thinking about songs that impact us as a society, us as a community. Um, Ian, I know you created a list. So I want to, I want you to share your list with everybody first, then we're going to get some more conversation about those songs that are just pivotal, that have been pivotal in um, the struggle, in the movement, in the in the enjoyment, enjoyment of everything that's going on. So what you got for us, B? Uh, well, first, I saw a really good meme this week that says, Black people have been calling out racism for generations. We said it calmly. We shouted it in the streets. We put it in writing. We put it in our music, in our movies, and in our shows. We put it on stages and in our art. And you danced. You laughed, you clapped, but you never heard. Um, I think it's really a, a, a true statement right now, especially with everything that's going on, is the fact that we we have been talking about our struggle ever since the times, if you think of just Negro spirituals, that we've been putting not only um, information, but more importantly, instructions on whether it was finding freedom or just finding your voice and your ability to fight for our freedom. It's always been there. Um, but definitely as a DJ, I always stay on the pulse of what's going on as far as musically and have come up with my top five songs. I'm really blasting right now to keep me motivated in this struggle, but also keep me um, moving. I'm more of an upbeat. I want something that's going to provide a little bit of aggression, but definitely some great information. <laughs> so song number one. <laughs> Let that vibe move in. Get up, stand up, stand up for your right. Get up, stand up, stand up for your right. Can't give y'all too much sauce, so I want us to get kicked off today. But much. <laughs> you do not know what song that is. That is Bob Marley. Get up, stand up. A very um, poignant lyric from that song, uh, heaven is under the earth. I know you don't know what life is really worth. It's not all, all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. So now you see the light. You stand up for your right. Get up, stand up, stand up for your right. I know that's right. Song two, and these are in no particular order, but they will all definitely make sure that you are in the groove and in the fight. Um, here we go. 
All right, little Kendrick Lamar. All right, um, that's Kendrick and Pharrell. Actually, um, what he says right there at the beginning and what's the 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 meat and bones of the the chorus of the song. Um, wouldn't you know we've been uh, hurt, been down before, when our pride was low, looking at the world like where do we go, and we hate Popo, want to kill us dead in the street for a show. I'm in, I'm at the preacher's door. Uh, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we going to be all right. Definitely very um, poignant in, in today's struggle and what we are seeing daily and really uh, fighting so strongly against right now. Those lyrics really resonate. Uh, so I definitely suggest checking out that one. Uh, Fresh, before you go to the next one, man, because those two songs, I mean, they, they really speak very, very loudly. I mean, first of all, getting up and standing up. And Nicole, you, you talked about the black men in music, you know, right now. Um, I mean, we have to, to take a moment and look at that, especially with the, the way that our protests and march and our social, like what we're trying to gain in this moment in time. Um, these are the figures that we draw strength from, you know what I'm saying? A Bob Marley, you know, a Kendrick Lamar, especially for me, someone in a little bit younger generation, you know, the millennial uh, generation, so to speak, um, you know, they speak power into us and, and give us that, that, uh, that, I don't know, tenacity we need as men to push to the forefront of all of these, um, these different movements that we have going on right now. So, I mean, I just had to get that out real quick because those are a couple of people and it's a couple ones that I wanted to make the list, but I mean, Fresh, you did an excellent job, but those are things that really helped me stay in that mind state and that mode when it comes to, you know, figuring out how we navigate these times. And I think that's one of the the most powerful things about music, right? And it it is able to resonate more positively when it is those artists that you've already looked up to just to enjoy the art of what they do. But then to put, especially if you look at like a Bob Marley, how long ago was Get Up, Stand Up written and performed that still to this day, not only is it a great song, but more importantly, it's an amazing message. So much of Bob is that. Most of Bob is that. Exactly, right? Yep. Exactly. Yep, yep. Moving right along. Um, this next artist is actually a new artist. Um, I don't know how many are, are familiar with him, but this song is oh, amazing. Like um, it's called <laughs> <laughs> the song's called Black Habits. It's by D Smoke. Skin the wall, friends the wall, here you are, black. Everything you need, better believe you are that. Skin the wall, friends the wall, here you are, black. Every, every time they hear this, they gon' say he made an anthem. Life ain't a band, this shit ain't black and white, it's a canvas. So, yeah, I can't be giving y'all too much. I know we're gonna get kicked off. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, that song is, is um, like I said, I definitely encourage you guys to go check that one because not only the song amazing, but the video for this one is outstanding. It's definitely a um, depiction of black excellence through our struggle. Um, the lyrics, if, uh, if black music is in the blood, then my heart has been beaten more. 
rapidly happy, I look back at Afini Shakur. Her son paved the way, now I, all eyes on me. Cause I'm young, black and gifted, Nina, all eyes gonna see. If you swung back when faced with the challenge that's meant to break you in balance scales, you ain't average. Now throw your hands on three, go on and put them up four. And then he goes into the chorus. But okay. definitely, uh, 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 that one right there is a, is a, a slower groove, but it definitely has some great lyrics for right now. That whole album is great. Who's the, yeah, who's no, the D Smoke album oh, is D -Smoke. is D D Smoke. He actually on Netflix they did a um, artist like a America's Got Talent type show that was strictly based on hip hop artists. Um, he was the winner of that show. I definitely encourage you guys to go check that show out because it was a lot better than expected. Um, by way of representing hip hop and, and kind of showing the process they did to find him as a uh, an artist, but his <laughs> lyrics in his presence and in, in his message are just outstanding. He's from the West Coast. Um, definitely encourage you guys to go check him out. Another great uh, newer artist, but who is extremely multifaceted, does a lot more than just music. Childish Gambino, um, and everybody was bumping this song. <laughs> We just wanna go We just wanna go right into the chorus it says this is America don't catch you slipping now look how I'm living now please be tripping now yeah this is America guns in my area I got the strap I gotta carry them. It, it's especially right now. Again, all of these songs uh, provide messages that really are resonating right now as we are again living in active protest and, and really trying to get our space in the struggle for freedom. So that's 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 our, that's our list for right now, correct? That's what we got. No, we got one more we because got we got five five on the list. And, okay. and I mean the 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 foundation. This is one of my like always can go back to um i think i know where you're going i got you exactly you find that motivation every time this thing drop Public enemy fight the power. Man, if that thing don't get your blood moving as soon as it drops, <laughs> you got some issues, you might want to go ahead and do your uh, online doctor visit. But Let's go. what we need is awareness. We can't get careless. You say, what is this? Fence fitness. Yo, okay. bum rush the show. You got to fight for what you know to make sure everybody sees in order to fight the powers that be. Fight the power, y'all. Fight the power. Absolutely, man. Great top five, man. It's, it's so many other songs that can go in there. You know what I'm saying? That could go on that list. We could probably have a list of 100 to 150. Um, but it's so I definitely plan to um do that Freedom Power mix. I might try to get it in between both of these uh programs we got going on today. But definitely by this weekend, y'all can check y'all SoundCloud. Go hit me up, DJ Barry. Be fresh. 
and y'all can get that freedom power mix where just like you said i got many more but these five will definitely be featured on there and we're gonna get this thing all the way revolutionized nice. there it is so nicole we want to make sure so anybody who missed the intro the negro national anthem first of all you missed the treat um and then she's saying <laughs> your eyes on the sparrow um which i'm back i'm off camera i'm like okay like yeah this is this, that's really what we needed to hear today yeah. we wanted to give it the um listeners a chance again first of all I, I gotta step back and say i know we said it already but part of what we're doing today you're gonna meet a lot of people today but every single one of the people that are on a podcast today is a university of miami graduate right um there, there's 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 a reason why we rep to you there's a reason why we have pride in our alma mater again We've had our own experiences all over from what we were born and raised at, our own experiences on campus um, as, as African-Americans, good and bad. I, there's, no, there's no hiding it, right? And I think everybody on here can, can kind of attest at least something, um, no matter where that um, situation occurred. But when you think about it, we had the opportunity to attend the University of Miami, and everybody is successful in their own right. Um, and this is just a highlight, a, a small portion of what we're going to highlight today. We're gonna get a chance to highlight health. We're gonna get a chance to highlight wealth, those people that are in those fields. Um, but we have University of Miami alumni, black alumni and alumni as a whole in every single field, every single part of this world that you can think of. And when I say the network is strong, the network is strong. That when we ask, we reach out and ask Nicole if she can do this. And again, I've talked to Nicole maybe once or twice over the years. Like she doesn't, I didn't, I didn't attend the same time she did, but because our network is so strong and we believe in what we do, like when it came to ask you for do something, most of the time, if your schedule doesn't allow, we're going to do it. So again, Nicole, I'm appreciative of it. I know the guys on 13th floor is all, we're all appreciative. Um, we want to turn it back over to you and let you run, let, give the people some more, let, let them know who they're dealing with, um, why you're internationally known and recognized and, and you, you're, you're bringing home the awards and you're on, I mean, you got philanthropy things going on uh, with the Miami Music Project, I know, a big part of. Um, just tell the people a little bit and then we're going to turn it over to you um, to have your time. You tell us how many songs you want to do and we're going to turn it over to you for a while. Right. Well, um, thank you very much again for, for having me. I, I think you all introduced me. Somebody, uh, yeah, um, Brett introduced me. And of course, I graduated from the U. And uh, I didn't study music. I, um, I studied architecture the first two years, then switched to advertising and theater, graduated, and um, always was singing. Um, and then kept singing after I graduated. People kept asking me to sing. And then a DJ asked me to record some music. And it was because of that opportunity to go perform at these a couple nightclubs with this DJ, I fell in love with performing. Um, and then from then on, I knew that this was gonna be hopefully the rest of my life, which is, I'm, I'm on the way. <laughs> um, and uh, so yes, I've performed all over the world. I sing jazz, I sing uh, blues, a few originals, soul music, um, a mix of all kinds of things. I'm working on a tribute album to Nancy Wilson, uh, one of my favorite, um, she, she spent her career spanned five decades. So from jazz to soul, um, pop, um, R and B and, um, what else? Uh, I'm just going to add a couple more songs since we are talking about music and the, the, the journey that black Americans have used and how, how black Americans have, of course, we created so much of the music of America, um, be it from jazz to blues and actually country like at the time blues kind of hillbilly they it was funny because they 
they called country music at that at in the early 1920s a gentleman peer ralph peer came in and was looking for more singers that could kind of do what bessie smith was doing and he came down to the south and he heard people black people do covering the same uh, singing the same songs and white people covering the same songs but he changed the the, the 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 title of country music and called one hillbilly music and so black people didn't really get recorded in that hillbilly music but um and but they were still doing hillbilly kind of country music but that that came out of blues and then of course we came jazz and a lot of rock and roll i'm sorry jazz uh, a lot of rock and roll is based on blues music and blues scales and um and then we listen to pop today and you hear it all over pop music in fact um in fact, a lot of times you hear white artists getting signed and getting the record deals because they sound like black artists. Um, but really, we've got black artists in every neighborhood, but they don't necessarily get the deals. So it's a uh, it, black music is, is a, one of the best exports, I always say, of of the, the United States. And um, uh, I put a post out there a couple of days ago. I said, love our music, love our people. Hear our rhythms, hear our our cries. So please uh, take it seriously when we say that, um, you know, there is discrimination. And I'm, I'm just really grateful and, and hopeful that um, America is understanding what we're talking about. And I think the reason for it is because similar to why I think um, Dr. Martin Luther King started the Black People, Black Poor People's Campaign, is that uh, there's just a lot of disenfranchisement going on in the world and in this country. And a lot of it stems from racism, and, uh, and then of course it gets shifted to also to poor people in general and keeping us down. So I really, I'm really excited about our voices being heard. Um, just to add to so the music list of, of some songs that I think have been instrumental since, since Ian took a, the, a lot of current music and songs from the seventies, there are songs from the sixties from, and seventies from people like Donny Hathaway, Marvin Gaye, you know, what's going on. Um, Change is going to come. Was that Sam Cooke? Was that Sam Cooke that did Change is going to come? Uh, but then a lot of people covered that. Of course, uh, somebody mentioned Nina, or I think um, Kendrick might have mentioned, Kendrick Lamar might have mentioned Nina Simone, uh, Young, Gifted, and Black, and a lot of artists covered that. Um, Mavis Staples and the Staples Singers. I know a place where ain't nobody crying. I'll take you there. That's a great one. Um, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and sing this one song that was written by Dr. Billy Taylor, who's a pianist in the jazz arena, mostly jazz and kind of soul back in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And of course he was playing through the 2000s too. Um, and uh, he wrote this song and Nina Simone made it popular. So I'm gonna close out my singing portion, at least as far as I know, uh, with this song that is a, that was definitely part of the movement. I wish I knew how it feels to be free. I wish I knew how, how it feels to be free. I wish I could break all the chains binding. Oh, I wish I could say all the things that I should say. Say them loud, say them clear for this whole wide world to hear. And I wish I could share all the love that's in my heart. 
Remove all the bars that keep us apart. Oh, I wish you could know what it means to be me. Then you'd see and you'd agree every man should be free. All I'm longing to give, I wish I could live like I'm longing to live. Oh, I wish I could do all the things that I can do. See, I'm way overdue, but I'd be starting anew. I wish I could be like a bird in the sky. How sweet it would be if I found I could fly. I'd soar, soar to the sun and look down at the sea. Then I'd sing, cause I know I'd sing, cause I know Yes, I'd sing, cause I know How it feels to be free So I'm trying to bring myself back on our part of the thank you so much. That was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for grace. Um, we got time for one, we got time for one more. If you if you if you can do one for us. Um, okay, let me think. Yes, let's think of well, uh no. Um, ooh, I should have okay. Uh I could try to find the track if you want, but you know what? Um I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do this acapella version of uh, the song "Soon I Will Be Done with the Troubles of the World," and um, here we go. Soon I will be done with the troubles of the world. All oh, the troubles of the world. Oh, oh, the troubles of the world Soon I will be done With the troubles of the world I'm going home to live with God, no more, no more, no more weeping and wailing, no more, no more, no No more, no more, 
Girl, you better sing. All right. Well, amen. And uh, yes, so many times amen. I can My think goodness. of the troubles of the world and it does bring me to tears, but I have hope and I have faith every day because just that, that same strength that gets me out the bed and keeps me walking and keeps me talking and keeps me thinking, I just thank God. And I think God has gotten, I think God's gotten all of us through it, but particularly the black race, uh, our faith keeps us strong. And I, I really appreciate the younger people. I'm talking to you, Brett and Ian. <clears throat> Brian, you a little younger than me. I just, I'm just <laughs> grateful that, uh, that the younger people are, are keeping history alive and, and staying on top of it and continue to teach our children that don't necessarily have parents um, who know how to teach this stuff to them. So let's make sure we reach out to our communities. And, uh, and I was telling somebody earlier today at another Juneteenth celebration that you might find it, uh, non-Black people might find it easy to accept and welcome and reach out to people that might look like the four of us in this block. But uh, let's think about the kids that uh, you know might have the pants sagging behind that down their hip, and understand that they're not doing that because they just want to be ignorant or they're not trying to be rough and you know they're not they're not mad at you, non-black right. people. They're mad at what is. So cut them a break, reach out to them, and the same way that you embrace me with whatever I bring to the table, I ask that you embrace those children as well. And uh, let, let, you know, just remember that they, they haven't had it maybe as easy. And I'm not saying I've had it easy, but they haven't had it as easy as uh, I have. So that's really where the love and the challenge is. So, uh, so, but, and furthermore, in all of our educational and social and economic situations. So let's, let's get busy. Okay. Thank you for having me. Yes. There it is. We got work to do. I know that's right. Yeah. There it is. Nicole, man, we definitely appreciate you coming to spend some time with us here on the 13th floor. Uh, everybody, if you want to reach out to Nicole, you see her uh, her tags uh, running below. Make sure you reach out to her. Tell her how great she is and all those things. And we got an amazing guest coming up next. Who we got next, BJ? I'll be tuning in. I can't wait to hear it. Next, uh, Coach K is, is bringing Coach K is moderating the hour, but we have four doctors out there in the field. I'm not, I'm not going to tell much about it right now because I want them to be properly introduced um, with all the credentials, all the things, and let them introduce and just make themselves known to the world. So stay tuned for in the next hour. We're going to um, get everybody in the room. So you're going to hear the 13th floor theme music. So make sure you are jamming along with everybody else in the room. Again, if you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, drop us a comment. Let us know where you're checking in from. Um, because again, this is the first time we go on live. We're tr we're trying to make this the first, uh, make it big. So this is the the foundation. This is the marker point where we got to go bigger from here on out. So let us know where you're all checking in from, um, and and that you're having a good time, that you're enjoying the show. Nicole, thank you so much. You've thank blessed you us today again. Yes, well, big round of applause for Nicole, y'all. Where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views they are. Amazing. Just like the show said, we glad everybody's tuned in.